0: It's time to watch a movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. But there'll be smiles and there'll be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 800 years. It's time for death. By video Time for death By video With Phil And Kit And Lillian And Graham So, hey, we're back! This is Graham! Lillian! And Phil! And unfortunately, we are not being joined by um, our other co-host Kit uh, today. He is unfortunately, what is going on here? Why am I? My levels are all over the place. But anyways, he is unfortunately, um, Or not unfortunately. Like he, uh, he's in the currently in the Himalayas right now, distributing VHS tapes to starving children. Don't um,
1: go Kit. Uh, go
0: Kit. Go Kit. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Tune in. Don't yeah. forget to tune in. Yeah. That's all we ask.
0: I thought he was in the upside down video store, but. No, no, no. I'm saying video store. What the hell is that? Um, anyways, he, um, he's out there doing that thing. Thank you, Lil. She's brought me some chocolate. Some
2: Bless chocolate. his heart.
0: Mm hmm. Show tonight.
1: Fighting the good fight.
0: This is great, great audio right now.
2: Mm hmm.
0: It is officially October. It is officially the season of Halloween. And we are kicking off our horror movie month. Yeah. so tonight we're going to be watching the classic 1980s thriller Maniac Cop written and directed by William Lustig and Larry Cohen and um, featuring a young Bruce Campbell Tom Aikens Richard Roundtree um, oh and Robert Zadar from Get Even no from I
2: thought he was from, a samurai, from cop. A samurai
0: Cop Mm-hmm. and a lot of other stuff too so guys have you watched anything good in the last week?
2: Um, Yeah, Um, on Monday, there was a free screening of The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Hey, how'd that but go? It went really well. It was a good turnout. Um, it still holds up. I haven't seen it in a while. It's the first time seeing it on a big screen. Mm-hmm. I still find it very delightful and um, saw some of the best use of practical effects I can think of.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It is definitely uh, one of the best, uh, I guess, films from the 80s. Or, I think it's one of the best films of all time. I'd, I'd put it up there. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: guys remember The Blob?
0: Oh, yeah. Which one? Blob? The 50s with Steve McQueen or the 80s with... Um, yes. Kevin Dillon. And, oh, yeah. The 80s one was great. I saw that recently a couple years ago. I love that movie, too, with Shawnee Smith, Kevin Dillon. Um, who else is in that movie? I don't know. But it's good. It's I don't really know. good. I
1: saw it on TV. like.
2: Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to watch the movie forever because I... Well, Although I do remember, as a kid, the video box terrifying me. Oh, yeah, the covers are just
0: (laughs) gross. Um, And one other thing, Lillian, when you take the microphone from... You need to, like, take the microphone by hand because... It doesn't catch? It's catching, just not as well as I'd like to. But anyways, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Phil's not as used to I am as, like, pointing a (laughs) microphone at you. Um, So anyways, um, I watched one movie. Uh, It was a slow week because I uh, did the 40-hour film challenge. Um... Last weekend, uh, it was exhausting and great, and then i have been working on a commercial. Um, but I watched Stone Cold Dead, which is a Canadian film from 1979, set in New York City, entirely shot in Toronto, and, like, the the great thing about it is it starts off with this tag of, like, only could happen in the most deadliest city in the world. And then you see all these shots, like, Skyline <laughs> shots of New York City at night, and it's awesome and cool and gritty. Cut to Young Street. Cut to, like, literally, <laughs> just, like, there's Sam the Record Man, there's Pizza Pizza, there's Mr. Sub... And then in one shot, while they're chasing like some um, some gangsters across a rooftop, uh, there's the CN Tower in the background, just oh, blatantly right there. Oh, I thought
1: right you were there. gonna say a
0: raccoon no. r- rolled by or something. No, nah. by. No, nah, no, it was it was the the CN Tower, big and blatant in the background.
2: Yeah, I would love it if it, if it had like that tagline, and it was just Toronto is Toronto.
0: So yeah, um, Stone Cold did it's uh, it's not very good. It was a slog to get through at an hour and forty minutes. Um, there was a lot of padding. It did show a lot of uh, like gritty late seventies, early eighties, like scuzzy young street, which I really enjoyed nice. seeing. However, I do think it was better portrayed in the other Canadian film, American Nightmare, from uh, from the from nineteen eighty one, which I dug quite a bit. But uh, this film featured Jennifer Dale in a very early role, nice, mm-hmm, of Canadian television fame, and uh, um,
2: wife of Peter Mansbridge, mm-hmm,
0: and it also featured. Uh, what's his name? Michael Ironside. For one second, you hear wow. his voice, and then all of a sudden it cuts to a car, and I'm like, is that Michael Iron?" Pfft, and then he got shot. <laughs> um, it was before Ironside had become you know, the Michael Ironside we know and love. Um, but yeah, it wasn't so that So I guess good. this was right before Scanners then, yeah? Yeah, very, like, I mean, immediately before Scanners.
2: So we probably still had hair at this time.
0: Yeah, it was there. It was thinning, but it was there. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to watch the film tonight, Maniac Cop. I haven't seen it in years, and I just got the new beautiful Blu-ray that we're going to watch in this old... Damp moldy Video mm-hmm. Store up on Highway Seven. Um, have who have you guys seen Maniac Cop? Oh, I've seen Maniac Cop.
1: Mm, no, mm-hmm. I don't think I have.
0: Yeah, so this is going to be an exciting one for all of us. I am
1: super excited.
0: Yeah, I am stoked to be here. Uh, it's just a, a shame that you know Kit couldn't be here, but he is out you know doing the Lord's work, distributing those videotapes to the orphans in the Hila- Himalayan mountains. Um, you know they gotta get their movies any which way they can. So I, I
2: hope they have working VCRs.
0: They they do. Kit like went there the year before and was distributing them. Like that was what he did last year on his pilgrimage. All right. Kit, if you don't know, is actually from the Himalayas. He's he's a Tibetan, and um, uh, or his family. They they're not Tibetan, but like he was born there and he is a practicing Buddhist monk. Uh, which really doesn't make sense as to why he's watching all these movies with us or drinking the beers with us. But um, you well, know, this we,
1: is his way to yeah, this is, do this rite of he, passage. He does, like one, he does
0: it for a week once a year, you know, he renews the you know, he you know, he goes to Buddhist <laughs> communion, he drinks some of that holy water, and then he's fine for like the next year.
2: Moonlights uh, is a Sherpa.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's you know, he's a Sherpa for like a good for like three out of the seven days he's up there, but he's, you know, up there distributing those videotapes. I think he took up with him Goldfinger. Um uh, Freebie and the Bean, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, uh, Part Three though, not Part One or Two. So like the lesser of the three, uh, which was Smokey is the Bandit.
1: Best of the best too did um, No in no, there? no no no. He
0: did he did bring up another. He brought up uh, what was that movie? Another direct to video movie. Oh Super Fights from 1996. Another VHS uh, straight to VHS action film. And I think the other one he was bringing up to tribute was. Um, uh, out of Africa, the uh, Robert Redford, um, I think, Meryl Streep movie from the... From uh, Best Picture winner of 1985. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's distributing wow. copies of those. So, um, so, Kit, please stay warm. Trust your Sherpa. And uh, don't go above the death zone on, on Everest. Those kids up there, they're they're scary. And we we hope to see you back here healthy and well soon. Um, but yeah, so let's, without further ado... Hmm?
1: And I think Pamela misses him.
0: Yes, Pamela, uh, the raccoon... Has been uh, very despondent. She has not pooped everywhere or, stre- or strewn any garbage anywhere. She's been very neat and tidy and In the depressed. hopes
1: that you return.
0: Yeah. So uh, so from all four of us here at, uh, at the Yvonne Video Store on Highway 9, get back soon, safe and sound, and uh, we'll see you next week. But yeah, as for now, without further ado... Oh, we should also say R.I.P. Tom Petty. Yes. Um, he passed away... Uh, two days ago, um, the shootings in Las Vegas happened. Uh, we we're really not the place to comment on it, but it was a terrible loss of life, and um, we we stand with those who are trying to end violence uh, in not just the United States and North America, but the rest of the world. And we hope that our podcast is a silly little diversion for those uh, looking to brighten up their day.
3: With that being said, here's Maniac Cop! Yeah! There is something in the streets, hey. something in the shadows, something in the dark hey. Hey. that kills. You're trying to tell me two kids did this? It's just got kind of stable from an eyewitness that said saw the kids attack them. Officer, oh thank God it's you. The head was unstable and there was a sudden deceleration injury. Oh, you, you think me. a cop did this? Why not? Do you automatically assume that it was a police officer instead of some? Lunatic son of a bitch, dressed up like a cop. He didn't kill the girl. He wanted a witness. He'll kill again. He enjoys killing. Uh, uh, he strikes without cause, me. without mercy.
1: Who's he killing? Pushers,
3: hustlers. Help me what? Innocent people. Maniac cop. Huh? He may be getting information from inside of the department. That means he is one of us. When the killer is a cop, there's danger in every badge.
2: You're not going to get me.
3: Suspicion in every uniform. Since when is my personal life any of your business? Since your wife was found dead in a motel room. When a cop turns killer, no one is safe. You see a cop, you crossed to the other side of the street. He'll find you wherever you are. Bye, squad. He'll destroy you, whoever you are broke out of your cell. You killed them all. It
0: wasn't me. It was somebody else. I didn't do any of this.
3: Now they think they got the guilty man. So you'll be free to get to the mayor and the commissioner. Reason cannot stop him. Bullets cannot kill him. This is one maniac you'll have to face alone or die. The choice is yours. You can fight him. Remain silent forever. Starring Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. Maniac Cop.
0: And that was Maniac Cop. So guys, I think we... It might be sufficient to say this This might be the best movie we've watched so far because we were silent throughout most of the film. Just enthralled and engrossed in the gritty grime and street gunk of, uh, of Maniac Cop.
2: Yeah, Ed Koch's New York.
0: Yeah, back before the gentrification... Um. So, guys, who wants to start this ball rolling?
2: rolling wow. Here. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Just going to kick into the plot summary.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, well, let's start the start. I guess from the beginning, which is where uh, we see the credits over a very lovely, languished song over a police officer suiting up, and we see the badge name is Cordell, which is our maniac cop's character, Matt Cordell. Um who gets called Maniac Cop quite a few times in the movie it's not just a yeah, title yeah, it's they actually used it yeah
2: used a few times sometimes yeah. singular sometimes plural
0: mhm exactly um so Lil this is your first time seeing it so what did you think
1: oh wow mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that
0: yeah it was good
1: that was really good
0: mhm this might be actually hard, a harder podcast for us do because we all I think we all liked this movie right yeah. Lil you liked it I liked it for sure yeah I also really like it. Yeah. It's hard to criticize. So that was Death by Video for this week. We'll see you next time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Case closed. Um, No.
0: So it kicks off with a woman uh, leaving her work at a bar. She's a bartender. She's going home. She gets... uh, There's an attempted mugging by a couple uh, street toughs in what looks like Hell's Kitchen in New York City where... Lillian's sister used to live. It's one of those things like there's I know there's like a ton of streets that look like that but every time in every movie when I see one of those streets I'm like oh that's Amy's old street but it probably isn't um in Taxi Driver I think they shoot on those same streets by the way I just want to say no one shoots New York City like William Lustig through Maniac Vigilante and now Maniac Cop like he he just has a way of making it feel alive with a pulse but also like homey in a way like uh, Tom Akins, who plays our main detective, he recognizes the the woman at the start of the film who's leaving her work at the bar, who goes out to and gets, like, some street toughs trying to, try and, like, mug her, but then she runs and finds a police officer and runs to him for help, and then the police officer, like, crushes her larynx and leaves her for dead. Um, but, uh, Tom Akins' character recognizes her, like, oh, like, I know the place where she worked. I used to stop in there for a drink every now and then. She always had, like, a good current joke to her. Um... What was that?
1: She was a good kid.
0: Yeah, exactly. Good kid, straight AIDS. straight A's. Um,
1: and I believe her if she says it was a cop. I go there. Maybe yeah. other cops go there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um,
2: yeah. So then, like, it just kicks into like the big subtext of, of like um, police brutality and mm-hmm. distrust of authority, because. Yeah. Um, well, first you got like, because the street toughs are brought in, like it's case classic case of racial profiling. Mm-hmm. Well, they're t- referred to
0: as Puerto Ricans, yeah.
2: Yes, and uh,
0: and they're thrown like they're instantly caught and instantly like thrown up against a fence and be like, There she is, you did it and everyone just wants to be like that, yeah, they're the ones that did it. There's two Puerto Ricans. But uh, Tom Akins being Tom Akins realizes that There's this no isn't way they right, could have done now that the hand on the neck of the dead girl is way bigger than the hands on those and by the way tom akins like right from the start thinks it is a cop as soon as as soon as the the puerto ricans uh say like hey it was a cop that did it he's like yeah it probably was a cop like big hands that's a cop yeah um
1: well it's because they overheard her saying policeman mr policeman she was mm-hmm. calling out for a policeman right yeah when she was running towards a policeman and they were the witnesses
0: played by the great Robert Zadar of Samurai Cop fame of Hellhole fame of Night Train to Terror fame no no, that was Bull from Night Court and Night Train to Terror of um, what else was he in? Future War Um, Three's Company as we learned from watching the feature right here he played a uh, a, uh, bouncer at the Regal Beagle and he roughed up uh, John Ritter quite a bit um, <laughs> and what else is he from? I don't know.
2: He also mentioned some canon sex comedy. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh yeah. I don't remember the title of it. They, you know. they produced a lot of those movies, mostly the remakes of Israeli comedies from the sixties uh, and seventies. little tidbit.
2: And some, some of them were incredibly bleak, like, uh, like last, last American Virgin, yeah. yeah.
0: Where it's like the girl of his dreams gets pre- impregnated by his rival. He takes a job to pay for her ab- abortion for sure. and then she goes back to the guy that knocked her up and leaves him alone
2: and then he drives home crying yeah and, and uh, credits, credits roll. Yeah. yeah
0: it's a very bleak yeah, yeah for a teen comedy for a light teen comedy like oh it's gonna be wacky and wild
1: are we still talking about the maniac cop
0: no this is last american virgin but anyways back to maniac but cop.
1: the same actor but a diff- I know a no, different
0: No, Canon. Yeah, so Obviously
1: same- a different so, 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 so
0: the same actor appeared in a, a teen sex comedy that was released by Canon Films who released um, uh, Last American Version, which was the film we were talking about.
1: And is he in that last scene? Oh. No, 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 no. Guys, you're turning Sorry, for a I know. A bit. Oh, yeah. Off
0: topic, off topic, off topic. So this is, I mean, we could refer to this movie as Maniac Cop 1 because there were two sequels. The second of which is technically known as the best of the three um all three were directed by william Lustig. although he's not credited for part three because he was fired i think in post-production it is a william um alan smithy production actually not william smithy uh it's credited to alan smithy who is the infamous or formerly the infamous title of if a director had the film taken away from him or her or significantly felt that he or she had lost creative control um sorry, he, she, or they, thought that they lost creative control, they could appeal to the Directors Guild of America and say, hey, this isn't my vision, this isn't my movie, and they would take their name off of it and put Alan Smithy on. Of course, now in the era of the internet, everyone knows who Alan Smithy is and so forth. It's not used anymore, so you just kind of have to own up to your own bad work. Um, The third one was actually shot right here in Toronto, and William Lustig said that he didn't like it because they just wanted to make a movie as a tax shelter. In Canada. And it was like the last of the tax shelter in like 93 or something. Um, I'm rambling a lot, guys. So what happens next to the Maniac Cop?
2: Uh,
0: maniac Cop goes nuts, kills a bunch of people.
2: Maniac Cop kills more people, yes. Mm. Um,
0: There's a good fake out, though, when we are, we're introduced to Bruce Campbell's character. Because it's, we see him from behind suiting up. And his wife is just like clipping articles of the Maniac Cop and putting LR, it into a yes. scrapbook. scrapbook. Which is very convenient evidence if the police ever decide to look into Bruce Campbell for these murders, which they do. Um, and then uh, we basically like follow... like The the wife is receiving phone calls from some phantom woman saying, like, Do you know what your husband's doing? Why is he killing those people? Blah, blah, blah. She thinks he's the maniac cop. She follows him when he goes out on a last-minute call in for, uh, for a night shift and finds him... Well, Wait, we
2: mate. need to backtrack a bit because... Okay. Um, because we encounter a few killings by the maniac cop, so um, Tom Atkins uh, catches wind. Oh right, their... there's
0: one for one. Uh, Marcia Carr from uh, Killer Workout gets uh, gets killed with her boyfriend. Yes, R- yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Marcia Carr, Rhonda from Killer Workout. Yeah, we, we
0: were we were all quite surprised to see um, Rhonda from the infamous uh, Killer Workout, aka Aerobicide, a slasher film set in a. Um, in a uh, health spa slash gym, where it's really just an excuse to string together some sweet aerobics montages, and uh, <laughs> I can yes, less um,
1: I can't do.
0: Thank you. Lil. Yes, I can. Um, so yeah, and then uh, was there any other killings that we that I'm forgetting about? There's a bunch. Oh,
2: there's the guy who gets his uh, head buried. Oh and right, smart.
0: and they have to jackhammer his face out in the morning. Yes. That was a good gag. We all kind of were like, "Ah, we like that. That's a yeah, good joke." Yeah. Everyone reacted the same way. It was good and fun and all kinds of greatness. Yeah,
2: it was kind of it was kind of a tension breaker from like mm-hmm. the
0: darkness of you know
2: guy getting his face smothered and Yeah,
0: we should also mention that uh, the film was directed by William Lustig. It's uh, actually written by the infamous B movie king Larry Cohen.
2: And Larry Cohen, who's always been good about incorporating subversive. Uh, slash serious themes into mm-hmm. uh, B-movie-type productions like Maniac Cop.
0: Yep. And cue the winged serpent. Um,
2: it's alive and the yeah. stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely think Maniac Cop is more prescient now than ever, especially with the, the wave of, um, of uh, uh, killings committed by police officers in the United States and Canada. Um, and they even make a point in this movie that um, there's a scene where a woman... Her car breaks down. She pulls over and it's in a bad part of town. She sees a police car appear behind her. Yes. We see a cop stand up at a frame. this is following
2: after um, oh, Tom right. Aikens meets with the Tom reporter. Tom Akins leaks
0: the news and he it basically tells her, like, hey, you've got to make this story bigger than AIDS. That there's, a, And she's like, what, that there's a maniac cop on the loose? And it was just, like, the greatest exchange in history. Bigger than AIDS and maniac cop in the same paragraph of dialogue. <laughs> um, so she, like, releases the information which the woman hears on the radio Her car breaks down And then all of a sudden We see the flashing lights Of a police car Pull up behind her The cop kicks out He's very And he gets shot point blank In the head Yeah she blows in The heck away And you just see a close up Of blood like Pouring out of mm-hmm. his skull
1: You're not gonna get me
0: Nope I'll never take her alive Um But yeah It's It's uh Lots of That's a great moment too Where it's just sort of Saying like well If like one cop goes bad All of a sudden No one's gonna trust police Like For that's sure, yeah That's the thing Like our society Hangs in a delicate balance a let's say social contract between everyone that the police are here to serve and protect that the citizenry are here to be citizens and this film shows how quickly that that whole relationship can be upended um and i know i got kind of highfalutin for maniac cop but i briefly looked at all the reviews on IMDb. normally we read them out for fun because they're like trashing a movie you're talking about how bad it is all of these reviews are like 8.5 and up and they're all like great film great action horror film elements of horror elements of action mm-hmm. uh gore like a great new york setting so like there, there, there's a lot to like with this film um so then tom akins realizes that uh matt cordell actually has an inside source on the force oh we should should uh backtrack and say that bruce campbell's wife tracks him down thinking mm-hmm. that he's the maniac cop mm-hmm. until he, she realizes that no he's actually having an affair mm-hmm. with another police officer
2: and it's proceeded well, it's revealed that like their marriage is in shambles and like they're Yeah, counseling
0: they, they, is not they working attempted yet. couples therapy, which Bruce Campbell wants to continue.
1: And she's become terrified of him too. hmm Uh and she almost seemed relieved that it was only an affair.
0: Yeah, and that he wasn't a, a killer. Although you have to say his wife was a striking woman. Like just like
1: Yeah.
0: What'd you say, a little Eyes for my eyes for miles oh yeah. eyes for miles yeah yeah very striking she was she was i'd hesitate to say a lady um yeah, yeah. um but then yeah flower. Mm-hmm. and then unfortunately uh she runs away from the motel and robert sadar finds her or not robert sadar but matt cordell the maniac cop because robert sadar was
2: played by, by Zadar. Was played by
0: robert sadar robert sadar yeah. i do have to say with robert sadar bruce campbell and william smith in this film Uh, By the way, we should mention that William Smith is in this film. Normad. Yeah, exactly. Normad from Gidevin, from Rumblefish. Like, he's in this, like, between him, Bruce Campbell, and Robert Zadar. There are some fantastic chins in this movie. Like it oh, is, a, chins yeah. A, a, for days, yeah. yeah, chins, chins for, for days, Miles, right? chins for days right? Never mind the eyes, chins for years, lil. For like guys, years. like we're we're like for we're eternity. On a, yeah, we're on a whole different chin I mean, level like, in this movie. Bruce Campbell,
2: even Bruce Campbell, does not hold a candle to Robert Zadar I know, as, uh, and William Smith is
0: uh, quite the 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 chin as well.
1: And mm-hmm. I, if I, we're supposed to believe, mm-hmm. we're led to believe that Bruce Campbell is the maniac cop, aren't we? It's yeah, insinuated, right? But, yeah, well,
0: he's a red. Herring, who yeah. becomes kind of the the main character, and,
1: and you know because the light is always covered and you can never mm-hmm. see him, you kind of get the feeling he kind of has, has a he kind of has a Bruce they all face. Have yeah, these trends.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, his wife turns up dead. A
2: clever red herring, I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. His wife turns up dead. William Smith, his police captain, accuses him of murder, and he basically like gets his lawyer to come in, and that prompts Tom Akins to really start looking hard into the maniac cop. He talks to his uh, his. Um, uh, alibi, who was another police officer who was working undercover, undercover in vice, and who was c-
2: caught in bed with uh, with
0: Bruce Campbell by Bruce Campbell's wife. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because her haircut. We 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 all agree agree that she has a pretty tragic wig uh, situation yes. throughout the entire movie.
2: Tragic crimp wig, yeah. And
0: it starts off crimped, and I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be that she's a low class mm-hmm. prostitute walking the streets of New York City in the nineteen. A lady of the night, Graham. however. Um, <laughs> she uh she winds up keeping that crimp throughout the rest of the film and you're like oh it's just a terrible wig and that's her terrible hair choice um she
1: but near the end after all that excitement it mm-hmm. kind of smooths out doesn't it her hair a little bit i it think, calms
0: think it's more, more swept, and that kind of kills the uh the crimp um, so, anyways, Tom Akins tracks her down while she's working on the street. While she's being attacked by Dun 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 Robert Zadar, um, she shoots him a bunch. He Robert, Tom Akins shoots him a bunch, and then he storm Then uh, Robert Zadar storms away, and he's left with a bunch of bullet holes. But we have learned that he is actually really tough to die because he was actually a former hero cop who went way too far, got convicted of police brutality, mm-hmm. went up going to uh, Sing Sing prison, and was. Ahead, he
1: reckoned then. he was trigger happy.
0: Yep, the word they had yeah, was trigger, trigger happy. happy. Yes. So they don't a lo- go
2: into any particular detail, but we can deduce mm-hmm. what, uh, it was trigger he happy. Did, yes.
0: Yep. It's probably a lot of a lot of um, you know, kind of dropping the guilty thing on them. Uh, but anyways, he goes to general population at sing sing where he is cornered in, in the um, shower, shower, puts up a
2: good fight, and it uh,
0: shivved in the shower. Yep. Yeah classic thing but yeah puts up a good fight but still does not die
2: no like like he, he gets his face slashed after being uh stabbed in the back mm-hmm. uh, he gets like a nice glasgow smile happening and- yeah
1: and, oh man, that scene in prison when they bring him in. Remember oh, that Oh, yeah, guys? when he's walking down. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That is a fantastic like a good, scene. Like, yeah, yeah. Five
1: minutes, right?
0: Yeah. T- I don't think it was five minutes. It probably felt epic because they had that slow motion mm-hmm. just like moving through the prison every single prisoner is eyeballing him and realizing. Yeah,
2: There's just, just like murder in everybody's yeah. eyes. He's like,
0: that's the cop that put mm-hmm. me away. Because that's the thing. He sold as being a hero cop to all the other cops. Even Bruce Campbell says, like, oh, he was before my time, but of course I heard of him. So. The other thing we have to point out is that so he doesn't actually die in that prison shanking episode, even though the coroner tells everyone he is. But the coroner assumed that um, he was brain dead. And so he just kind of like let the body go out with uh, the guy's mistress. However, he's not brain dead.
2: As is revealed with uh, some generous exposition. Mm-hmm. as we saw in like the flashback oh convention. yeah with it's the just,
0: with the it's... prison uh coroner who yes. uh, basically like said like oh i lied to me he was brain dead which i assume which i consider legally dead but he obviously is now getting up and walking around and you know murdering
1: no get out of my office
0: <laughs> get out of my office and then a nurse comes in. Oh, this is after um, Bruce Campbell's broken out of jail. So Tom Akins is on Bruce Campbell's side. Him and Bruce Campbell's girlfriend go to the prison where he's being held. They interview him, but during that time, Robert Cordell breaks in, kills... Oh, so there's a, this older woman with a leg brace who's inside the police force giving oh, Robert Zadar. Yes. she's
1: a very key element yeah. of
0: this. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, point the mic at Lil when she's talking, Phil? I'm sorry,
1: she was the kind of like the kind soul to the maniac cop. She was... Uh, the
0: yin to his yang, if you would.
1: Yeah, and she was called the mother or the hen mother of the force. Den mother, yeah. The den mother. You didn't yeah. even
0: get what I did there. The yin to his yang. Yeah, I got yin it. Yin Yang. Yeah. It. Great, That's I'm her Facebook cr- name. I'm quicker
1: than I look. <laughs> I'm
0: also falling asleep, which is kind of making it hard for me to tell what's going on. Um... So anyways, uh, Robert our attacks the police station, kills half a dozen police officers in one foul swoop, including Tom Akins. But in the process, Bruce Campbell and his girlfriend get free, and they go off to Sing Sing Prison to interview the coroner, which is where they find out that Matt Cordell is actually not dead. But then, uh-oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, and every cop goes out and marches on St. Patrick's Day.
1: And they have to wear a green tie.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And there's an actual like news reporter on the scene who's covering it, and that news reporter is played by the one the only Sam Raimi, the director of Evil Dead.
3: And so this year's St. Patrick's Day parade continues on schedule, despite speculation that the parade may have been cancelled due to fear of violence. Authorities report scores of death threats against the police, plus threats of bombings along the parade route. But this has not deterred a record crowd for turning out for New York's 50th annual St. Patrick's Day parade.
0: What a parade it is. Public outrage over the continued killings by the so-called maniac cop have brought many hostile New Yorkers to New York's 5th Avenue today. Police security forces and the special bomb squads are out in full force, as well as plainclothes detectives who are mixed in with the crowd. Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness Darkman uh, The Quick Spider-Man, and the Dead Spider-Man one, Sp- 2, 3 Although let's forget Part 3 The Great and Powerful Oz, Drag Me to Hell um, The Gift And I yeah. think that's it That Kevin yeah, one, yeah, one, of, it. One, of the,
2: one of the Kevin Costner Baseball movies as well
0: Oh yeah For Love of the Game Yeah And then even back In the 70s He did uh, Within the Woods The Happy Valley Kid And i trying to think Was there anything else I don't know Probably Probably a bunch of stuff That I can't recall those are all. Those are all super eight movies that I only know about because I read Bruce Campbell's books. Back to Bruce Campbell. So Sam Raimi plays a news reporter at the St. Patrick's Day parade. Which fun fact they didn't actually have permits for. They just kind of like set up a camera, set him in front of it, and let him go. Okay. So, anyways, uh, Bruce Campbell's girlfriend goes to Warren Shaft and William Smith. Oh, basically. Oh, by the way, Richard Roundtree is in this film, aka Shaft. And I kind of thought, in a weird way, this could almost be a sequel to Shaft. So Sha- this is Shaft like 15 years on. He's been promoted up the ranks. He's now become the establishment. He's like, "Eh, there ain't no cop out there treating nobody no bad." <laughs> Until of course the maniac cop shows up and literally the maniac cop kills off William Smith and Shaft in less than 10 seconds combined. In the same shot, he's just like, "Boom, boom, one, two, gone and done." And
1: that was
2: Yeah, the- yeah, there's no close-up or anything.
0: That yeah. was his
1: goal too, like yeah. mission accomplished.
0: He he's not he he's a quantity over quality for him. He's like well, I'm not really a slasher in um, Freddy's mold or Freddy Krueger's mold, but I'll just I'll just go for quantity. I'll just go whoop whoop, get them both done. He kills a bu- kills a bunch more cops. Bruce Campbell is spotted and arrested on the spot. He's thrown into the back of a paddy wagon. Robert Zadar jumps into the paddy wagon and drives away. And then we kind of gets get...
2: thrown in the paddy wagon, assuming yeah. that, like he's the maniac cop. And yeah, sure. Seconds later, it's revealed. Appearance the other cops. He is not the maniac cop.
0: He's not the maniac cop. Don't they have egg on their faces? Mm-hmm. Um, and then maniac cop scramble tries to scramble
1: eggs all over my face. What's the <laughs> boy to do?
0: Was that? Were you just quoting the Frasier theme song? It just
1: it it just always comes up. Like why does it always come up?
0: Cause it's why because it's great. Because eggs All over
1: everybody's faces. Hey,
0: yeah. Oh, the egg on your face. Um. I prefer mine to be um be poached. But uh so anyways then he
1: oh, I'm totally scrambles, girl. How about you, Phil?
0: Yeah, I make scrambles. I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound fancy. Omelette. Omelet Your omelet
1: though? Omelette's
0: kinda like the cousin of scrambled eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um so anyways
1: over easy second.
0: Yeah, this is kind of when Bruce Campbell goes full Bruce Campbell in this movie by being thrown around in the back of the police car. And then he gets out and kind of like fights Robert Zadar and gets thrown around again. And then he hangs off the side of a, off of the paddy wagon as Robert Zadar drives away to try and get freedom. By this point, the rest of the force have figured it out. Robert Zadar gets impaled by a flagpole. He drives off the pier into the water. Bruce Campbell like swims to safety. The police uh, come and dreads up to like, are like, oh, we didn't find a body. And then cut to down at the bottom of the pier.
2: A hand rising out of the water. Hmm. Freeze frame.
0: Credits. Crits. It was a hell of a way to end a movie. Just a hell of a way to end a movie.
2: And whetting your appetite for Maniac Cop, Cop two. 2.
0: Featuring, a Maniac Cop 2 features the infamous Maniac Cop rap, which I'm going to put in this episode probably at the nice. end. Nice. Um, I can't remember any of the rhymes from that 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 uh, that rap song, but they're all is quite good. Is it a good.
2: plot summary of Maniac Cop? Maniac
0: Cop Two, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Cool. Yep. So I got a few notes to run through here. Um, there's a lot of good chins this movie. Lillian initially thought that William Smith was the Maniac Cop, which I think is a, would be a, would have been an interesting tr- twist, and on par with William Smith, we could see Gideon as a sequel to this film as well. Oh, for assuming sure. Assuming William Smith actually survived his stabbing and just became a, a junkie Satan worshiper in Los Angeles immediately Turn after. Turn judge. Turn judge. It's crazy to think that this movie was only five years before um, Gidavin was shot. And yet William Smith aged a good decade and a half in the meantime. Um, Meanwhile, Robert
2: Zadar went on to do uh, Samurai Cop.
0: And yeah, this film is just very timely. I, there's like really no, no way around it. Is that it is a time capsule for you know essentially police brutality and police violence as it was perceived in the seventies or eighties, seventies and eighties, and now in the nineties, it's not a question of um, if, but when there's going to be any police brutality in the news. So it's a it's a very prescient, I should say. You guys have anything Did to you add just to that? Say now in the nineties. I might have been falling asleep again.
2: <laughs> That's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it had so many good thriller elements in it. Oh yeah. Oh man, it had like almost everything in there. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, like there's a lot of genre blurring. Like yeah, slash think- like it's a slasher action thriller, mm-hmm. social commentary. Yeah,
1: like the lady with the the wooden wooden leg oh yeah
0: the Robert Cordell's inside source who was his former main squeeze she
1: was in love with him Mm -hmm. and
0: well she was sad even like she got really at the when um when they when the cops realized that Bruce Campbell wasn't the killer she got really angry and attacked Tom Aikens with her cane because she realized that now that she's of no use to Cordell he will not you know need her he'll probably come and kill her And she doesn't want that because she's so in love with him, but she only wants to help his cause, so she kind of has to let him kill her. It's very, very confusing. Lots and lots of layers here.
1: Yeah, I was screaming, like, Aiken can help you.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Like, you're no use to him anymore. Aiken can help you take him down or...
0: she not wasn't, wasn't going to do that, though. Not take
1: him down in that way, but, like, Talk help him. Because she was starting to yeah. really worry about him, right?
0: Oh, true. I'm pretty sure she was worried about him even beforehand because, as it's revealed in the movie, she, before uh, Robert Sedar's character, Matt Cordell, goes to prison, uh, he basically fell in with a uh, file clerk, which is the woman uh, played... What was that character's name? I can't remember. The woman who plays his love interest in the film, and when word first broke of him uh, being arrested and sent to jail, she actually jumped out a window to ch- uh, attempt to commit suicide, but instead shattered her leg, which requires her to wear a cast now.
1: Oh, that's how that happened. Yep, that's I how that
0: totally happened. missed yeah, but, yeah, that. Yeah, there was that little bit of
1: exposition.
0: Uh. <gasps> Yeah,
1: it's all coming together. That's the thing about Larry Cohen right.
0: films. Like even when you think there's no important exposition coming out, there's important no, exposition liked, coming out. No, I liked. I
1: liked all those elements. I liked that they went everywhere with it. You know, like to see a little bit of a another side of what was happening. You know, yeah. The the maniacs. A little peek into his mm-hmm. life. his
0: domestic situation where he meets up with his lover in a uh, warehouse or pair This pier, pier uh, loading, um, uh, wharf that's falling apart.
1: Yeah, and how mm-hmm. like I think I mentioned Ace Ventura tonight.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Um, you can't really compare this from the Ace no. Ventura.
1: No, no, no. But um, again, the elements uh, like Ace Ventura. I guess they were kind of bringing those elements mm-hmm. to bring that thriller together to meet at that spot, that very pertinent spot. Yes. Like the 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 cop in this movie, she knew that that's where they were going because mm. of what happened there before yeah
2: like so much of the exposition happens at that pier like Tom Akins finds out everything and then like what what's her face like shoots at Tom Akins like when she finds out like something's there but like she doesn't find out that's him immediately and of course there's like a cat screaming sound no
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course um some of my favorite lines from this movie have gotta be you always take a leak with a gun in your hand you're gonna blow your balls off <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the response to that from Tom Akins was this whole city is going to hell. You can't even pee anywhere anymore. Um, cause when Tom Akins was eavesdropping on Matt Cordell and his wife, um, or girlfriend, I guess fiance, whatever you want to take it in the, um, the warehouse field, it's falling apart. So he basically like when he's leaving, he gives the excuse to the security guard, like, Oh, it's just trying to take a leak yet while he's holding like two or three guns at the same time. um, another ex, like great back and forth was between William Smith and Tom Aikens, with William Smith being like, even though they're both police officers, they both know each other is like, oh, yeah. you a cop? <laughs> and then Tom Aikens is like, F and A, I'm a cop. And then William Smith is like, well, F you. <laughs> and then he moves on. <laughs> um, that,
2: that was uh, lightly edited.
0: Mm-hmm. For family listening.
1: Well, yeah, they were talking about the fact that it could be any cop. Yeah. And he's like, well, you're a cop.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? I think I think Phil is more referring to how I interpreted the scene. Oh. With my FUs and f offs and I'm an F-ing cop, FNA.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But I don't know. I just, I like that scene. <laughs> it was a good I thought I'd one. explain it.
0: hmm Interesting thing to note is that initially in the script... Uh, Robert Zadar's character came across to be more more of a Dirty Harry type, which is actually more accurate to, I guess, the, the, the current crop of police officers that kind of pop off without a moment's notice. Gun happy, right leaning, leaning, not in the right wing, but like right leaning and angry. And I had another brain fart. What was I talking about? Oh, you were talking about like this sort of
2: like fascist uh, No, not fascist but like right leaning like Dirty Harry
0: oh yeah or. that's okay so Robert Zadar said that initially in the script he was more of a Dirty Harry type which mm-hmm. would make sense considering Dirty Harry is essentially a right wing fascist like weapon of uh, destruction who shoots first never asks questions and could probably well wind up in jail at one point uh, but that didn't get reflected in the movie which Robert Zadar didn't really seem that broken up about but he did bring it up that that wasn't in the movie so on the whole
1: but that was that was the feel mm-hmm. of the that that's that's the feel of the cop before he was landed in jail in the first place yeah. isn't
0: it yeah exactly right um so anyways I mean like there's, there's not much more for us to criticize or even talk about because I think we all enjoyed this movie the IMDb reviews were all like great film good film awesome so like we can't even you know bring a little bit of absurdity to uh to this that way um Next week, though, before we move on to our final thoughts, next week, oh my God, this movie. I don't think anyone here has seen it. I don't think anyone listening has seen it, but I'll just tell you in advance before we announce it you are welcome. Um, so, Phil, what were your final thoughts on Maniac Cop?
2: I really enjoyed Maniac Cop. I've seen it before. I liked it more this time. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Well, probably now that it's in a, in a great transfer from Synapse Films. Because um, before, for a long time, there were like cheap DVDs of it at uh, Walmart for like five bucks. But it was a pen and scan, still letterbox somehow, but like square box within a square box release. Um, but yeah, back to you, Phil.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched on YouTube. Um, oh, God. Yes. So that was like a
0: VHS rip
2: well quite probably quite yeah. possibly yeah uh yeah uh really enjoyed it very briskly paced well edited well executed mm-hmm. like even though like the whole wrong man plot is kind of hackneyed like it still works the it thing.
0: is but it's effective when it when it, it works well it's very mm-hmm. effective yeah the wrong man in the wrong place at the wrong time
2: like the subversive elements work really well like there's sort of, mm-hmm. like that great like news clip of uh civilians being interviewed and they're uh Speaking of their uh, distrust of... Uh, oh, the police. Cops, the police, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a particularly hard-hitting scene.
0: Yeah, it's a great scene, like many other great scenes in this film. Any further thoughts, Phil? Uh, not really, no. All right. Lillian, your final thoughts on Maniac Cop?
1: I really enjoyed that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of what you just said, Phil, about announcing this... Maniac Cobb on the loose. Announcing it like, to the world. Yeah. I was like, oh no. This is like all oh, it's going to break loose for sure. Oh, totally. And you know that shit's going to go down and stuff's going to get crazy, but it was, uh, you know, all in all, it was uh, super, super gripping and, and. Just
0: a fun, brisk, yeah. like punchy movie. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. I I really don't have anything else to add. I really I dug this film a lot. I've dug some of William Lustig's other films. I really like this film Vigilante, which is about when the police fail you and you have to take care of your own. Um, I have not seen a so Maniac I'd like,
1: I'd like to see that
0: Vigilante okay well it'll, it'll be a future episode Wingshauser's in that one right or is that Fred Williamson Fred Williamson okay not Wingshauser oh Vice Squad I'm thinking of Vice Squad Vice Squad yeah Wingshauser we're gonna do a Wingshauser month or maybe even a oh, Wingshauser year nice okay Wingshauser is quite frankly the best professional actor in the history of North America yes it goes Lawrence Olivier whoever invented Lee Strasberg. Wings Houser. Wings Houser had a brief cameo in 315, The Moment of Truth. And that movie and that cameo was amazing. Um, Graham,
1: remind us, what does he say in it again?
0: Hey, Joe, it's time to go. <laughs> Such a good moment. Good scene, good time. Good time with Wings. I have seen the, oh, a film that he directed called The Art of Dying, and it's pretty pretty awesome and weird.
1: I just recall that scene in Get Mm-hmm. At the bar where him and uh,
0: John DeHart John are Hart. having
1: a
2: drink. And
0: mm-hmm. Oh, the Shakespeare? The
1: countdown. Yes. He gives them the
2: list. Yeah, yeah. like, Oh, yeah. And one of them's like, second thing, I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Third thing, <laughs> yeah. screw you. Fourth thing, screw you more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is uh, Wingshauser, even though he doesn't appear in this film, he is a, uh, he is a titan of cinema.
1: Wings, Hazard, wherever you are, mm-hmm. we we salute you.
0: He's still around. Hugs. Yeah, good old Wings. Hmm.
2: Um, yeah, but yeah, I've I saw the original Maniac at the, um,
3: the, at, the Toronto Toronto, at the
2: Toronto Underground. R.I.P. Um, I believe yeah. that was uh, Tom Savini's uh, debut as with the gore makeup, and I believe he, he did have his, a big part. His
0: debut was actually in Martin. Oh,
2: that's right. But yeah, he did I did Martin, Martin was Dawn of the his...
0: Dead, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and then Maniac. Okay. And he also did um, Effects and um, the last mm. what was the other movie, some other. But oh, there he he did a bunch. By the time was... he did Maniac, he was really well established. I
1: thought
0: Martin was recent. Martin, can we? So Lillian, I thought
1: Martin was a recent movie. No,
0: Martin's from the seventies. It's from like seventy six or seventy five. Oh my! God. It was a George Romero yeah, film just about before a, Dawn of the Dead. About a man who thinks or about a young kid who one thinks one of he's a vampire.
1: Like, recent uh
0: no oh, okay. it's one of his older films it's quite good and we're going on getting a, a copy no, legally
1: you guys you guys watched it right and mm-hmm. in... yeah, yeah. The,
0: uh, not on the podcast though but in in life we watched it
1: there's there's life after podcast
0: not to me there isn't <laughs> some people here though do yes. you believe
1: in life after podcast
0: doesn't have quite the same ring to it I don't think She's done a podcast it'll to cast, work. To cast,
3: to cast, to Yeah
0: Oh, the times we live in. Um, oh, but you know that song mm-hmm. is
1: a special place in my heart. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna send out a special sh- shout out to Cher if She's listening.
0: Cool. 10th grade drama. Sure. A share out. A share out. A share out. Nice. Um. Yeah. So, does anyone have any further thoughts, or are we gonna? Uh, sorry, guys, I am falling asleep. It has been an exhausting week. Well, you were going to bring up um, the movie we were, we were going to watch next week. Next week, right. So <gasps> There's that the energy. Look at, it, look
1: at him. Look at him. He just, like, floated in the air.
0: <laughs> the way we're doing the whole month of October is we're going to have one movie tying to the next, tying to the next, tying to the next, and they're all going to be parts of a series. Not the same series, but diff- different series. So next week, we're actually taking the police officer element of Maniac Cop, and we're delving into a film. A film? A film directed by Adam Rifkin. of not tra- It's not of, a movie. It's a film. It's a film directed by Adam Rifkin of Detroit Rock City fame.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. And The Dark Backward and a few other films that he put a pseudonym on, but this film was shot under a pseudonym, and it is called Psycho Cop Returns, a.k.a. Psycho Cop 2 so and we'll delve into the whole psycho cop maniac cop divide uh next week it's kind of like the Crips and bloods of police themed horror films cool. um and we'll talk about that so next we'll
1: w- see both sides of the spectrum yeah cool
0: so we we will talk fair m- and balanced Mm-hmm. just like fox news exactly yeah so we'll we, we will see that next week and we'll talk about it um for death by video i have been graham are we, are we calling it Yeah, Yeah, we're calling it. For Death by Video, I've been Graham. I've been Phil.
1: And I've been Lil.
0: Who is the Soviet Union's greatest export. (laughs) And uh, we're all saying, please be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're not on Twitter. We'll never be on Twitter because Twitter is dead. Um, And yeah, so we are Death by Video podcast on Instagram and Death by Video podcast on Facebook. Please follow us and you'll get all of our updates there. Bram. what
1: we love you guys
0: yes we love you so much thank you very much for listening we apologize for any delay in, that it takes to get this up or the fact that we maybe might have skipped an episode that we recorded in between it'll all be going up eventually um, but you know you can't fight reality when it comes to this stuff so other than that please be sure to rewind and we will say yeah <laughs> see you next week so other than that Please be sure to rewind, and we will see you Get next time. Bye-bye.
3: Bye bye. Bye bye. bad to make him stop. In prison when they tried to kill him But he broke out now he's the villain Bullets won't hurt him, I know it sounds like Jai, But when I shoot him, he's dead or alive Set him on fire, I shoot him with a Uzi But he'll show up in your jacuzzi You can run him over, you can feed him poison Push him out a window and, and it only annoys him. annoys him You better believe me if they think I'm lying When he show up, yeah. people start dying He's out for vengeance and he can't be stopped That's why they call him the, the Maniac, Maniac Cop You have the right to remain silent <laughs> When you hear that whistle out in the streets, you're gonna think it's a cop on the beat. But don't be thinking about police protection, cause this is one cop with a bad connection. When he shows up, he's supposed to protect ya. But maniac cop is up to get him to. He's an anti vigilante and they can't convict him. So watch out, Jack, cause you're the next Around. if you see him coming just pick up your feet and commit to running and don't waste time